1: And without further ado, let's begin. This is truly the scariest and most horrible thing that has ever happened to me. I've never been so petrified in my life, and to this day I still don't know who that man was, what he was trying to do, or if he's still where I saw him. Also, I'm sorry for how long the geographical description is, I just want everyone to understand how secluded I was when this happened, and how badly it could have ended if it wasn't for my parents. So I was back home for the summer for the first time in a year after starting uni. Our home was, still is too, just outside of a small town with forests all around there was also a small man-made lake which was diverged from the river that ran for miles through the forest and ramified into a few streams east of the lake. Near my home there was a small grassy path that led to the river following a stream. It was a long walk but one I used to go on often as a kid. I knew the forest there well, I knew where I could cut through dense trees to meet the stream and stuff. The walk I go on always led me off the path which turned north-west slowly, so away from the stream, and then took a sharp turn to the west after a few miles walk, at which point the stream was hidden quite deep into the forest. I continued to walk north and follow the stream through the forest to get to the river, then follow the river west to get to the lake it's easy to get lost in these forests for sure because the terrain isn't just a slope down to the water it goes up and down and you end up completely surrounded by trees i'd spent many days wandering around there alone or with my dad over the span of like 18 years and we never saw anybody else in the forest i went there twice that summer too both times alone ish i would say The first time I left in the morning, I walked along the pathway from the stream to the sharp bend and then come back into the forest. I reached the stream after an hour or so and as I was running my hands in the water, I heard a bell from far away coming from the north. Something was making a bell ring fervently and periodically, which obviously I found strange. I listened well, wondered if it was just a lost hunting dog and started moving towards the sound. Yes, I know, I'd be the first person to die in a movie, but I was heading north anyway, so what the heck, right? I realized that I couldn't have been an animal pretty quickly, though, because I could tell the bell was too heavy because of how clear the sound was to be on a collar. I kept moving, though, and the bell was moving away from me. It stopped completely after five minutes. The stream wasn't big enough or strong enough to carry a bell, Uh, That could have been enclosed in a a tin or something, I suppose. And the river was too far still. I thought of everything, but nothing explained the sound. Apart from one obvious thing, which I just didn't feel comfortable with for some reason. I knew, too, that it had to have been a person. I stopped thinking about it, and I just walked on normally. Until I found a badger a dead one carefully decapitated it had obviously been done with a knife it was fairly fresh and the body was still limp and there wasn't too much smell coming from it the wound was full of maggots though but I knew that that happened soon after the exposure the sound of the bell had been following the stream and so had I which meant that the badger was put there maybe killed there or at least decapitated while I was walking that way, I suppose, don't know really, but nothing else happened that day. But One week later I went back for the second time that summer and that would be my last time ever. So I left home at around 6pm, I made it to the stream, then walked to the river in an hour, then decided to go back the way that I came because it was getting late and it was raining quite heavily. The sun set at around 9pm and I was walking as fast as I could. The sound of the rain in the trees was surreal and loud. I was somewhat trotting with my head down for a while through the clearest and most open part of the forest when I bumped into something heavy. The smell was sickly too and it was the decomposing body of the badger with his head strung to his front paws. That area looked a bit like a ham because of the way it was tied, just the swinging from a tree. and It was just this putrid bag of stench, wet and dripping green liquid. I started gagging, I couldn't help it. I had some sort of mucus textured fluid in my hair too and it was just repulsive. At first I just sort of stared at it, slightly gobsmacked. Then I started fidgeting violently because... I felt like I was drenched in its juices. I was soaking from the rain too, but my senses became confused. It felt like a bucket of ice-cold water had been thrown over me when I realized that I walked the same way to get to the river, so someone had strung up the body after I had passed it on the way there. Which probably meant that someone knew that I would see it. So, was someone watching me and running through the forest? Were the faint sounds of branches breaking around me, not animals? I looked around and then I started jogging. I was half running, half walking away from the stream back towards the path for a while when I heard that same bell again. I proceeded to call my dad while running. I told him to meet me on the path where it sharply turns west. It was the closest part of the path to me to go as fast as he could and that someone was in this forest. I can't explain the feeling that I had too. It was honestly like I just dropped my intestines and my stomach. I literally felt the hairs on my neck raised despite being soaked. It was completely dark and I jogged as fast as I could. I was panicking because the path was still a bit far away. Just too far to feel safe, that is it was still raining and every single sound was muffled i felt like everything was further away than before the bell went on for way longer than the last time too on and off i felt like it was surrounding me at one point i think it was the fear combined with my compromised hearing and the fact that i couldn't breathe properly was making me slightly lose my sense of direction i was automatically heading southwest but i wasn't really sure what i was even doing And at this point, I was breathing like a horse, coughing my lungs up, kind of crying out loud like a toddler does, tripping over leaves and twigs like an idiot. I stayed on the phone with my mum, who was on her way with my dad, and I kept hearing sounds, but I wasn't sure what they were. My mum was screaming on the phone at the time that they were on the path, that I needed to run, that my dad had gotten out and was heading east from the path bend. I was terrified, so I just went into survival mode. I was doing the half running, half speed walking thing again because I was completely out of breath now. And then I heard branches break, clear footsteps for the first time from down in the forest, and the bell ringing really loud now. I didn't want to, but I looked over my shoulder. And that. ...was when I saw what was in the forest with me... ...a tall figure creeping in my direction at the very end of the clearing... ...ringing this bell slowly in front of his stomach... ...and I could tell that he was staring straight at me... Now, I don't know if I had hidden secret sprinting abilities... ...or instinctual adrenaline-induced superhuman powers... ...but when I tell you that I ran for my life... ...I am not kidding... I didn't look back once, and I screamed as much as I could. I lied and said that I'm on the phone with the police. They're on the path. Dad, I can see you. I'm here. I wanted to yell, Dad, please, where are you? But I kept that to myself, obviously. And to be honest, I I felt like something awful was going to happen. I felt like that man was right behind me. I kept telling myself not to look back. I was gasping and wheezing, crying so hard, and screaming for my dad... I felt shivers on my neck, and then I just switched off. I just ran. I even dropped my bag and only realized I didn't have it anymore when I was in my car. I felt like my phone was my only ticket to home. And weirdly, things just no longer felt real. It was like my legs were moving by themselves. I didn't even know if the man was still following me, because at this point I could only hear my heart beating in my ears and that bell. But then, I finally heard my dad shout my name and I knew that he was coming my way and that he could see me because of the intonation of his voice. I pretty much lunged myself at him when we got to each other. My dad heard the bell too and my mum could hear it on the phone. She was waiting with the car ready to leave fast. And when we got back, we went directly to the police station and I got medical attention soon after. My dad burst into tears in the car, said that he could hear the bell and that he thought that he wouldn't be able to see me, asked what if I didn't have my phone and what if he hadn't picked up. Quite honestly, they were almost as terrified as me because they witnessed everything through the call. They could hear me trying to run and they could hear the danger, they just couldn't see it. Unfortunately, the police couldn't really do much. They searched the area and the only thing that they found was a folded t-shirt placed under a rock. I didn't really question that at the time, but my bag wasn't recovered, unfortunately. They said that it was probably some homeless man living in the forest, but failed to realize what could have happened if my dad didn't know that part of the forest like I did and where to find me. I'm not blaming anyone or anything, the entire thing was my fault. I'll happily admit that, but there are just so many what-ifs. I want to believe that it was just someone who decided to live in the woods and hunt for something. Maybe they were a bit mentally unstable and they felt angry that I came into their territory, but... What if it was more insidious? I mean, the way that he moved towards me was abnormal. It was perverse because of how slowly he was ringing the bell, too. It was like he had me trapped and he knew it. I didn't see any more details after that though because I just ran. To this day, I I can't go anywhere where I'll be alone and the sound of bells are a real problem, the smell of moss as well. But my parents, and probably Steve Jobs too, saved my life that day. So go hug yours now and take decapitated badges and bells as... Pagan signs that feel very
0: unwelcome. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine – And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So, back in 2007 or 2008, I was 16 when this began, 18 or 19 when it finally went to court. Picture a Norman Rockwell esque suburban family parents, three kids. A yard and a dog, in blink and you'll miss it USA. One random day, a neighbor man has a mild dispute with his neighbor. As a totally warranted response, a neighbor man, NM from here on out, takes every hose that he has and floods their yard. Solid decisions lead to solid consequences, so naturally, he was fined for water waste. My parent runs the water in small town USA, and because NM lived a block from us, he decided to drive over to the water district shouting that he is an acquaintance of my parent. Second solid decision of many to come from NM. Absolutely no one takes kindly to name dropper folks, so tuck that gem away under life facts. But my parent comes in and tells him even if his kids did this, they would have the same repercussions gracefully glossing over the fact that, other than maybe driving by one another, none of us have actually ever interacted with NM. NM repeats the name of the man working the front desk as well as my parents' name and claims it's now personal and storms out. My family members and I began to see NM at random places, constantly, the DMV, grocery store, our respective jobs... Apparently, when you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and your parents pay for your house, you have all kinds of time to stalk, right? Anyway, I went from random sightings while out and about to phone calls pretty quickly. The cliche 90s type of call, breathe, hang up sort of thing and I can see you variety. At this point, Nm was more of an annoyance than scary to be honest, but as I've stated, when you underestimate crazy... You lose every time. And N.M. began parking across from our house, staying there from like 6pm to 4am. Literally just sitting in his car, blasting music, staring at the house. The fool must have had the determination and bladder of a racehorse because, I mean, who sits there for like 10ish hours like that? His music was trash too, maybe he was a masochist and into self-harm. I don't know, but seeing how long he suffered through a terrible music and a full bladder like that, I doubt anyone with a semi-rational concept of social interactions could fathom why. And this went on for like three, four times a week to a nightly occurrence. And Imagine being a 16-year-old female that doesn't even feel comfortable to change in a room because of the prospect that he might see through the blind somehow, trying to sleep knowing that he was out there... We were prisoners in our very own home. Soon, too, he began to get bolder. N.M. drove his car speeding and up onto the sidewalk at my sibling and her partner while they were on the sidewalk out front coming home from a date. But they both had to physically jump out of the way to avoid being hit. He also made lewd gestures at me when I brought my dog out for a walk and was waiting for my sibling to come out and join us on the walk. It was so bad, too, that... I ended up crying and just going inside. This had been going on for a year at this point. The cops always said the same thing too. There's nothing we can do unless there's a threat made against you or someone is harmed. Blah blah blah. My parent confronted NM in the street after my incident too. To which NM called the cops and they came asking us while we were harassing him and threatening NM. I'll never understand why the system waits until you're a victim rather than prevent someone from being victimized, but anyway, that's for another time. Almost two years in and it's Christmas time now, and my parent has a brain aneurysm. Fortunately, they made it through without any lingering effects, which is extremely rare. I convinced my other parent who had been living at the hospital with their sick partner to come home and shower and eat and stuff. And at about 9 p.m. we get a knock at the door. A random man in ratty clothes holding a Christmas present says that he's there to deliver this to the family name. We ask who sent him and he says that he can't say. We ask who he works for and he shoves the gift at my parent and just leaves. We're obviously uncomfortable to open it but my parent decides that they need to know what's in it and they open the present. Inside is a 17-page document of the grounds on why N.M. is suing my parent that was currently in hospital. Even if I could tell that it was fake with the grammatical errors and typos, N.M. took the time to sit and type all of this up himself thinking that it would scare us. The document and the fake details he put in did not The fact this 40-something-year-old man was so fixated on our family that he sat and typed a 17-page fake document, that was the part that scared us. Things progressed though and NM began pacing in front of his car and pretending to have phone calls where he would talk about pushing my parent down the stairs or knowing where we kids went to school and worked and how easy it would be to access us at any time. At the time, I worked a closing shift that let me off at about 1am. He would be parked next to my car and he would then follow me home. One time, I even tried to take random roads and he still stayed right behind me, pulling up to the house with NM parked across the street, I think neighborhood street with maybe 5 feet between a car parked on one side and one on the other, and having to get out and run to the door was an absolute nightmare we were all exhausted though from not only the aneurysm scare but also living looking over our shoulders all the time my parents friend told her friend my parents friend told her friend who is a DA a district attorney about the situation she called and came over and took our case on pro bono and testifying was a wild ride let me tell you We had to put in official statements prior to being called to the stand, and we weren't allowed to be in the room when a family member was testifying, nor were we allowed to talk in the halls as we waited for our turn. And imagine reliving two plus years of traumatic experiences, being cross-examined where you're made out to be a liar, and then not able to have your family comfort or support you afterwards was definitely not ideal. There was enough to put him away for a year and a half though as well as a grant of felony restraining orders and we moved while he was still incarcerated. My sister passed while he was in prison and he immediately tried to sue her estate. She was 21 at her death when he was released. He claimed that her testimony from him running his car at her and her partner was false and the only reason he was locked up. And not the case as there were harassment and stalking charges too. And that the money that people donated to a GoFundMe for her accident, he was apparently entitled to. There's so many more details too, but this is already getting pretty long and I think you get the drift. But anyway, it was a scary time for me and I'm glad that, well, for the most part, it's over. This encounter took place at the hotel that I worked at last year. I was twenty years old working at a small mom and pop hotel in Ontario, California. I had worked there for some time before I had started to stay there for a few months, but the owner taught me too everything that I needed to know, so I could run his business while he went on a business trip to Africa mind you. I didn't have a car so my only option was to stay there and work around the clock if need be. The good news though was that I didn't have to pay for the room and I got to wash my clothes in the laundry room for free. There was a grocery store in walking distance too and restaurants all around me where I could get food at a discounted price since I worked at the hotel and quite honestly I thought it was a sweet deal one night, my boyfriend came down to visit, and while he was in the bathroom, I heard banging coming from the room next to ours. Then I heard scratching on my walls. I told him to stop playing, and he didn't even know what I was talking about, though. The banging continued all night, so I called the front desk and told them that the people next to me were loud, and I had to be up at six to go down there to work. But she was quiet for a while, and then told me that... She hadn't rented out that room next to mine. Mind you, I also had an end room. I quickly ran outside to see if the curtains were open or closed, and they were open. I could see right into that room, and nobody was in there. This was an outside hotel, and I had never been so creeped out in my life, to be honest. And so, in the end, I decided to sage the room to rid any of it of bad spirits or energy and that stuff, and that seemed to work for a while, until it just didn't. The next time, I swear to you that something demonic happened. I was asleep, and I kept hearing whispers in my sleep. I hate whispers with a passion, and they sort of creep me out, even at the best of times, so... I sat up in bed and I was looking around the dark room and in the corner of the room I saw white glowing eyes staring at me. I felt frozen by its glare. I could see its body and saw that it was crouched down holding its knees. Then I saw more shadows appearing closer and closer. I reached to turn on the lamp next to the bed and it didn't cut on. So my next thought was that I needed to run outside and get to safety It took all the balls in the world for me to get up and run outside. I was so scared that I couldn't even feel my legs. All I could feel were the cold wooden floorboards beneath me. I got to the door and flung it open, only to see that the bedroom curtains were on the outside of my room's window. The sky was black and the clouds were a dark, dark green with grey tints. I was mortified to realize that I must have still been asleep and I hadn't actually woken up yet. I looked back inside the hotel room and saw myself asleep in the bed. I screamed bloody murder and then that's when I jolted awake for real. After that, I said a prayer and eventually I got back to sleep. But the encounter that followed was worse. I went back to sleep and yet again I could hear things in my sleep. I was scared and... I couldn't move any of my body. I started to pray in my head as loud as I could, only to awake and feel my body slam on the bed as if I was levitating. After that, I called my grandma the next day, and she said that it was a demonic attack. I got in my car shortly after a few days later, and I never stayed in that hotel ever again. I was also severely depressed at the time I was staying there, and... I don't know, maybe that attracted something because I've heard other people say something similar. But I never stayed there again, and to be honest, I never intend to again. So I live in France, and this story happened to me this summer, just after the lockdown ended, and I was 19 at that time after the lockdown ended i went to my grandparents to spend a few weeks there i got tested before and there were no problems my grandparents live in a small city in the north of france and they have a dog who's quite a big dog when i was really young i lived at my grandparents for a year and at that time the dog was only a puppy her name is chippy in french which kind of means little devil in english but in a sort of a an affectionate way Considering when I was living there though I played with her a lot but suffice it to say that we're both really close and this will have its importance later. So two of my hobbies are having long walks and running. Thus every evening I was out for a long walk with the dog and there's a track that follows a path through the forest there too that's sort of on a small hill and on top of that a big place with lots of fields there. I actually run there a lot so I know the place pretty well. The air is fresh and the view is beautiful, so I was going to go there with the dog every day. And it was also helping my grandparents to have her doing lots of exercise. The first time we went there, too, nothing special happened. We just enjoyed our walk. It's about six to seven kilometres, so basically an hour's walk. And the next day, when we arrived on the top of the hill in the field, it was probably around 10 pm, but there was still some light because it was summer. But there were three other people walking in the fields, they were younger than me, probably about 15 or 16. I also noticed that they were smoking, so my guess was that they used to come up here so that they couldn't be seen by their parents. But we went past them, and I greeted them, and they greeted me back. Once again, nothing special. In fact, for a whole week I did this walk around the same time, 10pm, and even passed by those three guys with nothing else happening. The second week, as usually I went for the walk with the dog Chippy and I arrived at the fields, there were only one of those three boys. He wasn't smoking this time though and when he saw me, I was at the entrance of the field just after the little hill climb so the entrance of the forest was just behind me. He did a sign with his hand to catch my attention and asked if I had a lighter which I actually had in my pocket. So I told him, yeah, sure. And he walked with me, his hand in the pockets of his hoodie. When he came near, for some reason, I just felt a shiver. It's crazy, too, how sometimes your instincts just know that there's a problem, but often we don't listen to them, right? Because nothing looks weird. I handed over the lighter, though, when he passed by. At that moment, my dog was staring at him. And then... Everything just happened so quickly. He did a really fast movement with his hand coming from his hoodie and I only saw something shining. I was just quick enough to throw myself back and I fell hard on the floor. And I quickly realized that it was a knife that he was holding and he had just tried to stab me. And What actually saved me was my dog. God bless her. Because when she saw the guy trying to stab me, she jumped on him and... He fell down. As I said before, it's a really big dog. I immediately got up to my feet though and I heard something from behind me. From the entrance of the forest, I saw two guys wearing animal masks running at me. I surmised quickly that these were probably his two friends. Now, in this moment, your brain acts for itself and you don't think at all and and in this case, the answer that I found was really simple. The other guy was still on the ground, I just watched my dog and I told her, run. I started running and she followed me but I heard the worst possible thing from the guy who got up as well because he said catch him and don't let him go. At this moment I was totally terrified, I was running and running, I was hearing them running behind me, I was only thinking, how long will they follow me and who the heck are they? This was the first time that I was really happy to be a runner too. I was clearly better than these guys and I think that that actually saved me this day because they chased me for what felt like an eternity really. Fortunately though, at the end of the field, there's another entrance to the forest and this time it descends to the road at the end. I heard the steps of the three guys vanishing as I arrived at the end of the forest Though I didn't stop running until I arrived at my grandparents' house and I locked myself in. I caught my breath and I gave my dog a huge hug. I saw in her eyes that she totally understood what had happened and I've never been so happy to have her in my life. After that, I told everything to my grandparents and we called the police but unfortunately they didn't find anyone I really don't know what those guys wanted, but the animal masks? They really made me think about some kind of Satanism or cult or something. I really don't want to know either way, but it was weird. I still do long walks with Chippy, the hero dog, but I now go earlier and to places with a little more people. Please forgive me too if anything I said was spoken a little bit weird, as like I said, I am from France. But, thanks for listening. G'day mates, it's Beebuster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family, and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates, in the next one.